chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings, and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tent, part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace, without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abided a priest continually. Now consider how great this man was, unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tent of the spoils. And verily they that are of the sons of Levi, who receive the office of the priesthood, have a commandment to take tithes of the people according to the law, that is, of their brethren, though they come out of the loins of Abraham. But he whose descent is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham and blessed him that had the promises. And without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. And here men that die receive tithes, but there he receiveth them, of whom it is witnessed that he liveth. And as I may so say, Levi also who received tithes, paid tithes in Abraham, for he was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. Now, we see here in this passage that Jesus is the perfect priest after the order of Melchizedek. Who is Melchizedek? Paul says here that he is the king of Salem and priest of the Most High God, of whom Abraham encountered. Abraham gave him a tent of the spoils he had received in battle because he recognized that Melchizedek was above him and that he was the priest of the Most High God. Not only did Abraham pay the tithe of the spoils to Melchizedek, but also the Levitical priesthood in the loins of Abraham. The less was blessed by the better. Abraham was blessed by Melchizedek, who was better than he was. When we worship the Lord Jesus Christ and bow before him, we recognize his superiority. Chapter 7, verse 11. If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron. In other words, the, the, the thing which characterized the Levitical priesthood is that it was incomplete. This priesthood never brought perfection. It was unable to get it done, showing the world that we needed Christ. The law in connection with the Levitical priesthood was unable to get it done. The law only revealed that mankind was indeed in need of a savior. The law couldn't save nobody. All right, verse 12, for the priesthood being changed, there is made of necessity a change also of the law. Now, this verse clearly shows the connection of the Levitical priesthood and the Mosaic law. The fact that we are not under the Levitical priesthood means also that we are not under the Mosaic law. All right, let's look at verses 13 and 14. For he of whom these things are spoken pertaineth to another tribe of which no man gave attendance at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah, of which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood. Now, Jesus brought about a different priesthood. The original priesthood came from the tribe of Levi. Jesus didn't come from that tribe. Instead, he came out of the tribe of Judah, thus producing a new priesthood. 
Oh, glory. Look at verses 15 through 17. And it is yet far more evident for that after the similitude of Melchizedek, there ariseth and other priests who is made not after the law of a carnal commandment, but after the power of an, an endless life. For he testified, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Listen, Jesus Christ became a priest by his resurrection from the dead. He is the eternal high priest. All right. Verses 18 and 19. For there is verily a disannulling of the commandment going before for the weakness and unprofitableness thereof. For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by the which we draw nigh unto God. Oh, I like that. Aaron, a high priest, and the Levitical priesthood, along with the law, could not get it done. Jesus Christ is the perfect high priest, producing a perfect priesthood. The law couldn't save. Jesus has provided salvation for humanity. God has taken us out of Adam and into Christ. Second Corinthians chapter five and verse 17 reads, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We are no longer journeyed to Adam, but we are now journeyed to the living Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Look at verses 20 and 21. And inasmuch as not without an oath, he was made priest. For those priests were made without an oath. But this with an oath by him that said unto him, The Lord swear and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. In Psalm 110 is a prophecy stating that Jesus would be in the line of Melchizedek as priest. Psalms 110 and verse 4 reads, The Lord hath sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The thing that makes the priesthood of Jesus superior is that it rests not only on the word of God, but upon the oath of God. All the Old Testament tells us, of the tribe of Levi is that they were set aside for that particular function, but no oath was given concerning them. All right. Verse 22. By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better Testament. Now the word Testament means covenant. Jesus brought in a better covenant. Verses 23 through 25. And they truly were many priests because they were not, suffered to continue by reason of debt. But this man, because he continued ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood, wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost, that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Now, there were many priests under the old covenant because they kept dying one after another. Aaron the high priest died, but this man, but this man, Jesus Christ, is the eternal high priest, which will never die. Ooh, glory. Because of this, his priesthood is unchangeable. It will never be replaced because it is eternal. And because of this, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come to God by him. To the uttermost means all the way through. He is able to save us completely. And perfectly, he has never lost a sheep and he never will. 
seeing he ever lived to make intercession for them. Intercession actually means intervention. Jesus intervenes for us. First John chapter two and verse one reads, my little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, Jesus, the righteous, Jesus Christ, the righteous constantly makes intercession to the father on our behalf. All glory to God. Verses 26 through 28. For such a high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, who needed not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered up himself. For the law maketh men high priests which have infirmity, but the word of the oath which was since the law maketh the son who is consecrated forevermore. Ooh, the living Bible says it best. It reads, he is therefore exactly the kind of high priest we need, for he is holy and blameless, unstained by sin, undefiled by sinners, and to him has been given the place of honor in heaven. He never needs the daily blood of animal sacrifices, as other priests did, to cover first their own sins and for the sins of the people. For he finished all sacrifices once and for all when he sacrificed himself on the cross. Under the old system, even the high priests were weak and sinful men who could not keep from doing wrong. But God appointed by his oath, his son, who is perfect forever. Ooh, glory to God. Glory to God. My God, I feel that. 